0: kick
1: off <laughs> it's that time of year <laughs> oh the weather out it was wasn't it the, we had to walk in this morning yeah we had to walk in well and we walked a little bit just then the taxi man it. was under a bit of trouble <laughs> so hey we'll give you a hand any chance we lift. <laughs> yeah I couldn't get the car out with the the, uh, the car park this morning the back screen window wiper broke with the, with the pressure of the snow some poor old car fell victim to a little bit
0: and uh, how did you get on over there that
1: was grand no, yeah not too bad right? yeah pr- i pretty much stayed in from wednesday i could do a bit from home and stuff like that but did very little just too distracted yeah. Uh, but yeah a bit of sledding a bit of snowball fighting and a bit of uh, snowman makeup yeah. that was good cracking i have to say good snowman Ah, good snowing But it didn't last too long About an hour later I Went down to the shop And some I'll, I'll leave it there
0: Oh, <laughs> Destroyed
1: So let's just one. say On my way back from the shop I went on a rampage Any, any snowman near me Got a punch <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah so we had a lot of snow This week uh, Up to a metre of snow Which yeah. is unheard of That was crazy
1: A bit of shenanigans went on Obviously Friday night oh, that, no,
0: no, no, We won't We'll be we? If you want yeah. yeah What are Who are these people uh,
1: you can make excuses for them all you want there is none yeah. it's just it's just bonkers some of the stuff that went down and obviously the little one was just mental the JCB one all other uh, retailers are out there I'm sure they have bread this morning and a bit of luck uh, but yeah just it just was get, just mad seeing some of the videos coming in
0: quickly explain what what happened
1: uh, some undesirables anyway robbed the JCB a digger and started driving around the estate, and then decided to go up to their local uh, uh, supermarket and bring the roof down <laughs> Unreal, <laughs> Rob is safe yeah. Oh man
0: Anyhow What have we got on
1: the show? <laughs> uh, we haven't got a lot <laughs> <laughs> There's
0: been no sport this
1: week so. Well there's no local news basically We'll have to go international We'll have to go kind of The big stuff this week Obviously Premier League Yesterday some yeah. big fights Big talk um, We've got a guy called John Shelvin coming on Who's with Ratmind's Chronic pain and sports injury clinic I'm sure people Picked up a few injuries this week Not necessarily sport related But well It's not about fighting a sport Yeah uh, we we'll have him on at 9 o'clock to go through the various rugby. So he was obviously involved with Leinster Rugby for a while, so I'm sure he can tell us a bit of background, especially Jesus. he would be kept busy working with the rugby guys. Yeah, yeah. And then we're going to do a little special where we'll probably have to split it in half because I I know it won't take 20 minutes, but Ramalou Lukaku and one or two others, I think, alluded to it during the week about an all-star game where it potentially split the Premier League up north-east. Out. So we're going to try and have our own go at our North eleven and what the South 11 would be, and see if we can uh, agree on most positions.
0: We'll try and trash that out. Okay, listen, uh, what song have we got, and who is it?
1: Well, we're going Irish, and I think we can only go with one band, and that's Snow Patrol, and this is Take Back the City. Hey, sport? Ah, uh, there was a few. Ah, uh, no, listen, uh, big fights yesterday. Kell Brook, uh, fairly easy second round stoppage of Rabchenko yesterday. Kind of a little, yeah, a little show of I'm back um, yesterday. So he's um, made easy work of it. Your man has a half-decent de- half record, but in fairness, he hit him with some power-, power punches in three or four, and then he was half stunned, and then he hit him with the right one on the kisser, and bang, the legs went and the went. It was a decent one. Um... Deontay Wilder was on during the middle of the night he fought the Cuban Ortiz stopped him in the tenth right. didn't have it too easy um, I think he was put down himself and then he put Ortiz down in the fifth um, but he got back and Ortiz was starting to get the upper hand again but um, yeah he got him buzzed him and yeah it was a tenth round stoppage so the stage is set for the winner of Parker Joshua who they they just have to get it on simple as that is is Wilder what he's made out to be He's definitely probably the best of the rest, I'd say, without a shadow of a doubt. He has the power. There's no denying he has the power. And he's a bit of pace because he's a bit, he's taller and he's a bit lankier. But, yeah, he's definitely got a bit of speed. He's a guy that could danger Joshua, in my opinion, because Joshua has a weakness now. It's been shown up against Klitschko that, you know, he's still a heavyweight. He's still a bit George Foreman in the sense I mean, he's said George Foreman. <laughs> when I'm cleaning windows. <laughs> um... Where he he punched himself out quite easy against uh, Klitschko for a while, and somebody like Wilder probably might have the fitness and the the younger edge if he was to do something like that again, yeah. that he could catch him. But now he's a good fighter; he's he's a great knockout record as well. Um, been a bit protected, I think, in the last couple in the last year or two, and it's kind of like are you building up for a super super fight? But because Joshua's been in the main stage now for the last year or two, it, 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 they should get it on, and by all accounts, they will. I think he's already said, listen, first fight in the UK, no problem. Um, But he wants a rematch in the contract and it's going to be in the US. So that could be Joshua's first big Vegas. Win or lose. Win or lose as far as I know. So that could be um, Joshua's big kind of uh, uh, US debut, so to speak. But but I expect him to make like Walker Parker, um, who's another unbeaten fighter from New Zealand. I just don't think he's in the same class. I think he's been lucky sitting out there Racking up, because I'm not being bad to boxing, but there's too many belts. There is guys who can look their way into. Yeah, yeah. they're still good fighters. So I'm not taking away from Parker's a decent fighter, but he's not, in my opinion, a proper world champion. In the whole scheme of heavyweight boxing over all the years, where where does the the two top lads now compare? It's very tough. I'd say Joshua would be there, thereabouts in in a few places at the minute, but at the same time, somebody like Iron Mike Tyson, in my opinion, would have would have killed him. Yeah, I I just don't think like he had everything he was scared like in his three or four years when um Mato was still around he was he was he was scary yeah it was the ferocity wasn't it yeah. of, of punches I was scared was watching
0: strong.
1: him yeah even I was young I would have been like single figures, 8, nine, ten, in his first few fights like there was times where I thought I think he could kill someone it was actually disappointing when it went to a second round you're like oh god <laughs> he's Rubbish like that's how scary he was. He was he was Iron Mike, and that's what he was. But he was so quick. Like, he was only 15 and a half, 16 stone at, at, yeah. at his heaviest, but he was so quick. But he was just... He was a bulldog. He it was a pit bull. And it was the way he settled himself underneath mm. their chin. And all the, way the time. he, he was just stuck down, and yeah. you could see him coming up, and you're like, oh, God, he's going to kill him. Yeah. And uh, some of these guys are monsters as well. Big 6 foot 5 here, and he just blew my. So in my opinion, somebody like him could easily probably make rough work of him. But they're good fighters. So would the Joshua fight and... Wilder fight. I'll be huge. Huge. I will be because the, the heavyweight division is what brings people from outside of boxing in. Yeah. And always has been. Like, no, no nobody's interested in George Groves against Callum Smith. I'm not being smart. Um, do you know what I mean? But it, it, everyone knows who kind of Joshua is a little bit because it's always been about the heavyweight fighters. Like, Frank Bruno was never an ultimate superstar. He got his way to a world title. But everyone knew who he was. Lennox Lewis. The public know who the, the heavyweight boys are because that's what really brings them in because that's... That's the one where at any minute there's a knockout because they're just so big. Yeah, yeah. Well, the little guys can just go like crazy for twelve rounds, and they're great fights as well. But it's the spectacle. It's the it's the inner kind of. Sado in us That yeah. wants to see Somebody being knocked out The inner gladiatorial Days is still in us So uh, it's good to see That there's a few of them around Obviously Tyson Fury run up the hills With, in, with a log on his Back there during the week well, see, it, style as he, he called it He throws
0: in A little exactly. bit of something
1: Different doesn't he And there, there, there's a few of them around now Like obviously Josh was Taking on one of the other World title holders Which is Parker Deontay Wailer's Obviously ready to go again Fury could be in the mix Obviously Hay and Bellews Mishmash again One of them is gonna Whoever wins Is gonna try and get involved um so there's enough around for a good few fights over the next year in the heavyweight division to make you healthy obviously they need a few yanks so wilder needs to still be around but uh no it's interesting it makes it interesting it brings the as i said the outsiders in a little bit last week of course the other side of boxing is the danger Jesus. that's in it yeah and
0: scott scott westgard who yeah. actually finished the fight mm. won the fight yeah uh, did his post mass interviews <laughs> and then took ill afterwards and uh
1: passed away that that night that, yeah think, that night yeah. yeah i think you start feeling the headaches or something soon after in the dress room and they brought him to the hospital straight away and S- yeah
0: and he's only what, 31 i think yeah, he was like so it just shows you that boxing albeit some people some yeah. of them make a true life great but mm. i mean you you only have to have something slight up there already that's yeah.
1: not in in that's a scary game it's a, it really is i only read mcguigan's book again over christmas and unfortunately he had a fighter who died um, young Ali was his name, in kind of in he was still up and coming. But it was one of the, the these kind of black tie affairs where do you know the old school ones you used to watch the odd time, and they had the the round tables and the guys would be in their tiki bows kind of like a dinner night. Yeah. But the boxing ring was in the middle. It was one of them kind of things, and yeah, it's and then I watched an interview only recently with him again about it, and it still cuts him up like it's it's shocking. It goes, it, it's yeah, it's that. It, and in fairness, that's what brings us in a little bit. We do want to see people getting knocked out we only watched a bit of it for today like and as tough as it is to watch we still get a little buzz out of watching it you of course know? You do i mean that's that's always been a it's the animal pack. instinct you know, so, you know
0: for yeah it is and i mean i know this is probably not this is not comparable but you know when you see a, a funny clip of someone getting a you know a ball in the groin, as they say <laughs> you know it's you there is that sort of yeah sadistic thing of seeing someone getting hurt yeah as long you as know. it's not you and, but obviously this is the extreme and yeah. no one wants to see anyone get any sort of permanent damage or, of course, uh, dying in the ring. And, and I suppose this is one of the things that they're up against in boxing is the actual fact that, you know, it's, stuff like this has happened and uh, people call for it to be to be banned. Uh, but anyhow, football, Neymar, yeah. it's, it's just been, it's just, he's out now for three months. Allegedly for the rest of the season, so you get him back for the World Cup. And
1: he he may struggle even at that. It depends on and on, on, I suppose isn't recovery. it the dreaded Metatarsal again? Isn't it? Yeah. We should bring this up later on. Okay. Where's where this bone come from? It's only been discovered since was <laughs> it 2006 World Cup when Beckham. <laughs> we'll have a little talk about that. I think it's yeah. It must be the boots. It has uh, to be the boots. Listen, you're you're practically in your bare feet nowadays, in them boots. You know, so a good stud in them, it's game over. You know. A Brazilian outlet claimed to have stumbled across a 10 year
0: endorsement deal that Neymar signed with Nike shortly after he joined Barcelona. Back in 2011, right, and the small print therein reveals that Neymar is only entitled to the full stipulated amount of his sponsorship money if he plays for a Category A team, with his earnings dropping dramatically from there down. So he gets a serious wage from like. So basically, if he doesn't go and play for, and the teams in the original con- uh, Paris Saint Germain probably wouldn't have been in the Monday They, they weren't. No, it was Chelsea, AC Milan, Man United, Arsenal, Munich this Inter Milan Barcelona or Real Madrid so you can only presume that there's a couple of those teams um, probably Inter Milan who are Adidas now and Arsenal who are with Pajuma yeah. who have been swapped for like likes of Paris Saint-Germain and Man City but oh, it just, course, it just yeah. shows you the, the, the little sort of
1: intricate details that they'd have in, in, ah in these absolutely and, these are the, and this is what kind of makes some of these rumours in the in the papers kind of go like it's it's not just as simple as football you know it so could it's, be a case of I need to go there's because, a bit of knowledge in, yeah. in some of the things that they're writing because yeah. they know
0: they can only go here there yeah. or whatever Yeah, it's a so, funny one uh, but it shows that the dealings doesn't always have to be with uh, clubs I mean Everton could come in and, yeah. and offer 400 million and it just wouldn't happen
1: no and it just goes to show you the power that these brands now have like obviously Nike had a big influence in the early 2000s of Brazil and they pretty much had them travelling around the world yeah. playing everywhere and anywhere and it was mostly against other Nike brand branded uh, countries but it was huge and the Nike brand was everywhere and obviously it would have been heavily bankrolled for the Brazilian Football Federation but it just goes to show you that they're still there and they're still calling the shots I watched a great documentary uh, I think it was last year and it was in basketball and it was kind of like the development leagues and stuff guys who are still trying to get up the ranks into, into the pros but the shoe companies it's huge the battle for to get the top the next top prospect wearing your shoes whether yeah. it be Reebok Adidas and Nike could be the three big ones over there and they then decided to have they have their own teams basically in these development leagues like Adidas and Nike and Reebok will have their own teams there yeah. so that if any of them made it they're already with them and they were signing these guys to little mini now they were giving them loads of gear technically not paying them but let's face it they probably were they probably but were, it's yeah. just incredible like so it just goes to show you like they're out there in the background pulling tr- look there's always somebody in the background uh, really calling the shots and other people are just a face you know yeah. World Cup is coming up soon. Massive, yeah. And our Ireland, of course,
0: won't be there. Yeah, moving uh, on. <laughs> United States aren't there, Holland aren't yeah. there, Italy aren't there. Yeah. So there's a lot of teams That's huge. Yeah, uh, who who have been at World yeah, Cup. Yeah,
1: because there was the rumour of this little mini eighteen tournament in the US. Never developed. And FIFA had no problem with it. Uh, they said work away, but I don't think it's really coming to any fruition no. now. Um, I think they're all gonna go off and play a few of these guys in pre-board but I don't I'd, I'd, say, I'd say it's more the players going no feck it fair enough we're not there but give us a break give us a break VAR is introduced, got the green light got the green light for the World Cup so I thought this conversation is going to go on rumbling for a long time. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm going to have one rant about BBC. They need to cop on and get some real people. They're getting probably a couple of grand to sit there and we have to listen to them and they're shortchanging us every time. You know, obviously Shearer made a mockery of himself a couple of weeks ago. One week saying... There was see there see there was contact, but it wasn't enough to go down. And then the next week, because it was VAR and they gave no pen. Oh, there was contact, blah. but but yeah, poor Ryan Mason. Yeah, everyone could be nice about him. Yeah, he's retired, but you know he, he was he was silly yesterday on it. Basically, say? I was. It's like it's experimental and it's like they're still on trial. And it's like that's exactly what it is, mate. It's still on trial and it's still an experiment. Danny Murphy piping up, arts oh, the euphoria when they've got when the when the ball goes in. That's what people pay for. I said you can still have that, but at the same time, you don't want to be shortchanged going home feeling like you're robbed. Like mm. you I know, think, I think the the temporary period is over now. They've actually signed. Oh, it's got it's got the t- green two, approval, two year deal. But it can still it. evolve to a more whatever. Like the best one I watched so far was on Sky on Thursday night, and it was Oliver Holt, the guy from. The mirror and yeah. Gordon Strachan and I presume it was Jeff Shreves and it was the it was chairing the whole thing but they were the ones they were both agreeing that it should be around but they were coming up a proper actual like ex- explanation like as he said the rugby we all know what they're talking about we all know the decisions they're making so therefore it's not that much of a because at the moment fans and managers are standing there going what's going on yeah I've no idea what's going on so why can't he press it like even say the NFL refs why can't they press the button and go right we're reviewing the penalty decision was it outside the box and then come back and say yeah panel, blah 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 clear contact because at the end of the day as Strachan said it is getting rid of the players charging yeah because they kind of go well they've watched on tell it must be true you know there's it will get rid of that eventually um, but it's just the fans and managers and players need to know what's going on and as he said another good point because he was at the Liverpool I think it was West Brom the cup game that Liverpool got knocked out anyway they really overlooked one of them they, they over analyzed one of them and he said listen it's hard enough for the refs to see it in 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 one instance but they've seen something if they can't see i have to say three replays it's the move on that's it yeah. go with it move on but it's don't, a bit like, don't spend three or four minutes trying to get these listen i still can't say it. right let's go it's a bit like in
0: the game where they say if the referee is not totally sure then move on move on yeah. so if they can't
1: say after three but you're going to get these incidents but that's, that's what he was saying is. get the say the top three angles show it if you're still not sure let's move on don't spend an extra two or three minutes i think
0: i think the fear is is that they get a wrong true var and then they got to be slated but it's gonna happen sure i know but Um, that's um, the fear was it
1: the grand slam year ireland got a decision that was never a try. yeah i can't remember exactly when it was a blatant one but they still gave it because whoever was in there didn't see what pretty much everyone else seen but another thing they came up with as well um they were just like yeah we can bring up the the calls like managers get two or three every half or whatever instead of everything but what i didn't know and this is what i think is a problem and hopefully they scrap it in the fa cup most of the games it's not the ref constantly looking to the var it's the var is actually involved in the game and he's in the ref's ear and that's why there's so many instances because he's in there giving it all that like and that's the problem right so it should be more the ref going i'm not sure and then he can get involved unless it's something off the bottom yeah. whatever. because that's serious yeah. the one that the, the one i want to get back to really briefly it was the son well because i don't know the exact rule but he stopped in his run taking the pen out and i was blatantly stopped and i've no problem with it he booked him but i would have thought it was a retake yeah but he gave a free out yeah but it was the same thing everyone's just i don't know what's going on Quite why so. you stop he just took a pen out and you've why did why, why he just got booked why is there no retake? there was nothing it was move on so yeah as Oliver Holt as a journalist that he is it's, it's obviously dramatic and words that he uses but he, he's, he's right to an extent they're, they're in the dinosaur era when it comes to refereeing and, 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 and moving with technology and moving with the times in football and in my opinion I've said it for years and I think and obviously that I'm gonna say it. Gobshite! Set bladder piped p- up the other day. Uh, it can't be. It can't be involved in any scrapper. Yeah, you know? So it's a bit like your when your your
0: parents, older parents, get a new phone and they're trying to work <laughs> it out. You know,
1: <laughs> it takes well, a that's while. It, like you know? it's gonna it's gonna happen, and don't be afraid to use other sports and go. Yeah. Well, let's try this way. Let's try that way because they can still in a couple of years. I'm I I don't have any great memory of it, but I'm sure. The, v- the VAR in rugby The TMO Didn't exactly go to plan No And it's a lot harder When you have 20 lads Sitting over a ball And you're trying to see Did that, that ball touched the line yeah. It's a lot harder
0: I think people Got to get into their heads It's never going to be 100% Of course not Sure So that's it Okay we leave VAR at that <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're listening to Liffey Side
2: On 96.4 FM
0: and welcome back to Liffy Sound ninety six point four FM. It's Roy's new love, the greatest showman. In ha- all good cinemas, if you haven't seen that film, go and watch it. It's it's just amazing. Uh, what was it that gets you? Just everything? I was just happy. You know, you just came out of the cinema happy. Yeah, it was brilliant.
1: <laughs> it was great. Listen, there's nothing wrong with them types of films. Like I said to you, which is the one that did it for me, Paddington Two. The same gave me that same feeling. <laughs> uh, you just come out feeling you want to be a better person. It's exactly like Paddington Two. <laughs> 087 062, seven
0: <laughs> Let's talk about days. them.
1: <laughs> Do you know what really makes me happy? <laughs> Warm soft <laughs> bears. Bears. <laughs> uh, and bearded ladies singing inspirational songs. <laughs> I've done so many good
2: songs.
0: <laughs> 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 the big kickoff 96.4 at gmail.com. And obviously we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other thing. We get our phone number, give us a text. <laughs> um, Dave. Yes. You wanted to talk about Liverpool because it's 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 interesting to see how yeah. they're turning around
1: a bit. Listen, it's the usual waves, you know, all of a sudden Spurs are great again because they're they're consistently banging out results. And Liverpool so there's one or two who are signed are starting to do articles and start to do pieces like I think Liverpool are the number two team at the moment and there's rumors of these players that are coming in now and if Liverpool keep what they have and get these players they're probably gonna be the their rival. And it's just interesting, but one thing I noticed yesterday, Carrius is looking like the player. I'm not, I'm not convinced. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say anything, uh, whatever about him. But he's looking like the player that obviously Klopp paid for. Yeah. He's starting to look a bit more confident, look a bit more relaxed because that's massive for a goalkeeper and everyone. It's one of the usual points that everyone makes. The Gaye didn't exactly look super for first ten, fifteen games of his, his time at uh, at United, and they paid a lot of money from. And I'm not saying he's going to be the difference because obviously, apparently. Alison Becker is his name, is his surname, he's, yeah. he's just Alison with, with Roma. I don't know much about him. He's keeping Edison out of the Brazilian national team at the yeah, moment. Yeah. Which the manager has named the starting eleven for the first game of the World Cup already. Oh, has
2: yeah, he? Yeah.
1: And Alison's in the team, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's basically said this is it. If they're all fit, that's my starting eleven. And yeah. he named anyway. So you know, and Van Dyke is in, we're not conceding as much. I know we've had we've had a decent run um of fixtures and stuff like that. But it's just people are starting to get a bit excited again that our Liverpool back in the top of the table like potentially and I suppose you have to but it's as I said to you it's a mixture of keeping what they have and then obviously improving, because even yesterday we had options on the bench, which is the first time in years we've had options. We've only we've always had a good eleven, and if a fair best eleven starts, we can give any team a go, one, a one off. Yeah. But now it's like, geez, we've few options. We're not, we're not far off. He's tipping away. So, in
0: fairness, they brought in Oxley Chamberlain, yeah, for thirty million mm. to sit in the bench.
1: Pretty much, he, you know, he so was there. the he's
0: building up the squad. Yeah, what it would do. And he's, he definitely wasn't uh, there to put into this team straight yeah, away. one hundred percent. Mane to have uh, right. Firmino. Uh, Listen, they're, they're the three uh, end the story. And and, and who? There's someone. is still there. The Lalana's
1: is still sitting on the bench. Now maybe it's the whole fitness or whatever. But he's not even forcing his way in. And no, Alana was one of the better players, yeah. and he's tremendous feet and a whole lot. So it's so where did he play it? Uh, well, looking at Arthur essay, and I kind of agree, because I'm still not convinced about the midfield tree. It's, I, it's, I think it's the easy thing to do is to blame the back five. It's all theirs. Yeah. But they're very exposed. And most of the time when they make the mistakes, it's because they're on their own. They're panicking. They're trying to get into positions that they shouldn't be in because of the fact that they're being overrun. Yeah. Um. And as I said to me mate yesterday, watching it, Liverpool aren't far off a nice little machine the way they're starting to spit out results now against the teams who Liverpool are renowned to slipping up against yeah, yeah. and even the park and the bus which we were very weak for about a year we're starting to kind of break that now a little bit which is exactly what you need to do to be a decent side I just think the system just needs a small little tweaking on the defensive side of things and they're not far off because the front three can do, they can almost do it on their own in, in the attacking side yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they're that good. Um, the fullbacks are great at bombing forward and helping them out. It's just that midfield three just need to get a better partnership and a better understanding about what they need to do because sometimes they're a bit too fond of all three going forward and it's a front six and seven and it's open all hours. So there's rumours of a guy called Jorginho at Napoli who's a bit of a holding midfielder that he's one of the favorites and obviously naby keith is coming in but he's a box-to-box guy yeah which is exactly probably what you really need because whatever about the midfielders that are there they're all good and solid but there isn't that engine guy. is it just that the liverpool midfield at mom does isn't isn't up to a level that you need to be to win a league probably i'm i'm I, i've said it a good few times probably here and i'm always saying it i thought one of the worst decisions rogers ever made was making henderson captain because i think he is one of the weakest of yeah, them all yeah, i think yeah. he's the guy that can suffer there's only three spots and by all accounts Keith has got one of them Um, and if this guy comes in he's got the other so there's only one more left and you've got Wynaldum who doesn't let you down too much he's a solid player Chan if he stays they're doing their best to keep him Um, so is he going to just start sitting on the bench if they re-sign him and then you've got our club captain now who you have to fit him in as well. And then you've got Milner as well. And Milner's one of them seven out of ten guys that always performs, isn't he? If you oh, he want to win a league, he's definitely. No, yeah. he's a, he's but a it's good just going to show you there's loads there. So this is what this is the problem. So it, it, does he does he need to be a bit ruthless with one or two players? Possibly. Um so it's interesting. So I'm not saying they're a million miles up and obviously the front tree have to stay fit because you don't replace Salah you don't replace Firmino. Mane's struggling a little bit, to be honest, lately. I don't know what it is. Now, don't get me wrong, he banged one in yesterday, lovely. But he's just not overly convincing on the ball at the moment. I don't know whether it's... Is he playing second fiddle or is he playing the role to the other two are in form and he's feeding them, I'm not too sure, but they're not a million miles away. When I say Salah, does the
0: song come into your head? Always. <laughs> oh, money, money.
1: Bobby for
2: me, no.
0: Anyhow, they were talking actually in Sky Sports about Liverpool yeah. for next year, so yeah, we'll have a little listen and see what,
2: what Let's think. talk about Liverpool now and uh, the form they're in. Another big win for them yesterday, more goals, a lot of goals at Anfield, four more for them. Um, but just how impressed are you with the way that they're playing? It's kind of is Cavalier. Yeah. Um, mm. But it's impressive at the same
3: it's time. It's fantastic. It's mm. fantastic. I mean, any other season, you know, other than other than yeah. the season that they've got this Manchester City uh, team in it. everyone would have been talking about Liverpool for for, for a long time now. I mean, the, the amount of goals they're scoring and the way they're playing. I mean, I saw them um, in Porto the other week, and they were just they were just yes. superb. And some of the counter-attacking, front to back, uh, back to front, is just to the speed at which they move, um, and, and what he's done to get. Um, the performances that he's getting out of Salah, the performances of Firmino, who is looking like a superb player at the moment, a really, really superb player. Um, And there's real real potential there. I mean, I know everyone says about the defence, but Manchester City's defence is not the greatest. It's it's good, it's not the greatest. I mean, if you're scoring that amount of goals, it is possible you could... um, win the league with less than a stellar defence. You don't necessarily need George Graham's Arsenal defence to win the league if if you're going to score 100 goals in a season.
2: He's he's getting there with the defence there isn't he? You can see Robertson everyone's talking about Mm. Robertson's been probably their best left back in in, in 30 years. Obviously he needs to do it over a period of time. But he's a a very intelligent footballer. He's obviously got the sort of stamina to get up and get back. So he's been a real plus because it's been almost their Achilles heel, centre-half, Virgil van Dijk coming in. I mean, not simply his defensive qualities, but the impact that he has on addressing. He's a very sort of striking individual in terms of the size Mm. of the man. And his sort of personality He's intelligent individual. He'll sort of help bond. I still think they need a goalkeeper. I'm not particularly original saying that. Liverpool fans have been saying it for a while. I think if that gets Addressed at some point, then they will go on and, and clear. But you see, thing about Klopp, you know, there were some people doubting Klopp about a year ago. You just look at the personality of man. You know, with with managers nowadays, it's about recruitment, it's about tactics, but it's also about that ability to inspire. And you can see Klopp's immediate engagement with the Liverpool fans. You can see his immediate engagement with the Liverpool players. They love him because he's such a... He's. You know, we've, we've interviewed him. He's a really interesting, fun character. You can have extraordinary conversations with him about German music, about football, and he's just a very interesting character that you automatically engage to. There are very few real stars in English football at the moment, and Klopp is a star. He's got that personality. He's a big factor as well. He's
0: a big factor. Now, this is what I, I'm going to ask you. Mm. Because they... they commented on Liverpool's defence and they commented on Manchester City who are destroying the league and, mm-hmm. and their defence there is difference though between Liverpool and Manchester City on how they play because Manchester City as you said as, as that clip was on they own the ball where Liverpool can be very counter-attacking
1: of course yeah so it because Guardiola did do it at Barcelona as well they were weak they have a bloody small centre midfielder playing centre half and they got away with it for a few years so because they own the ball there's for there's what, the style what, 70 percent does the style of play that Liverpool have make it
0: more uh, I suppose important that they strengthen that defence
1: I think so because they are going to be left exposed at times because of the way they play Um, no matter who comes in I still think there will be a bit of that because he loves this running behind the lines and trying to play between the lines because there's so many defenders you have to you have to be quick off the ball and you have to be quick to try and run through the gaps and have these guys who are aware to play them in and obviously the counter-attacking style with the pure pace is obviously you see it's a bit of a weird name everybody says it's counter-attacking but Liverpool don't exactly sit back and wait for people to attack them really mm. which which not that it annoys me but I wouldn't quite call it counter-attacking because Liverpool do own the ball a lot and it's a 50-50 one. they have the pace to do it when it needs be but they're not the type of team that will sit back just so they can counter-attack. I've never seen Liverpool go, let's take it easy and sit back and suck them out. Yeah, but I
0: don't think counter-attacking necessarily means you're sitting on the edge of your 18-yard blocks. Yeah, you no, know, that's fair Counter- enough. Counter-attacking can mean the minute you win the ball, whether it be in your mm. own half, that straight away, yeah, they're all on, Yeah, and They're switched on and they're, yeah. and, they're open, and they're and they're attacking gaps that are left But open. they're
1: definitely a bit Barcelona-y, like from Guardiola's time, where it's very much like mm. as soon as you lose the ball, get on it. All eleven switch on and get that ball as fast as possible. Yeah. And what happens with Liverpool? Because they do do that, and that's not necessarily. It's not, mo- and even still, I'm kind of going against myself here. It's not just in the attacking side of things. Sometimes it's actually when they're chasing, because they all chase so much. The midfield and all close up real quick. That if you can get that ball away from that pack, and you get behind them, and Newcastle did it once or twice yesterday, but they weren't good enough. Yeah, if they broke that all of a sudden you have a back four or potentially even back three or back two because the two fullbacks are gone. So it's all about being clever. And a lot of teams, where instead of doing the usual play it out to their fullbacks or centre-halves who drop out, it, it's kind of like pop it over the, the pack of wolves that they are when they have the ball or when they don't have the ball and get at the defence a lot quicker. And that's where they're exposed, I suppose, to an extent yeah. as well. It's when they're actually trying to chase down. If you get guys who can play it out and get it out quick and get away from them. Well, as you said, if they, have, open. if they have a sitting midfielder who's clever enough to just drop back and make it a tree... I think we line. can afford it, because the two fullbacks are told to get involved as well. So I don't see any reason why one of our midfielders should be 10 or 15 yards away from the centre-halves at all times. Yeah. Blocking the gaps, blocking the holes, being a third defender for for a while, slowing it down a little bit. What McAlealy and all these guys are brilliant at, just shutting it down, just slowing it down and letting everyone get back, if you know what I mean, instead of the usual you know just bombardment we can afford a guy to sit there and sit in the pocket as well and be a bit of a quarterback because Liverpool do own the ball a lot so I don't know Anyhow, you've heard that here. There. They're there. Everyone's talking about them again. I'm not going to be one that's of these that's there year, but you know, it's right. It, they are the hottest ticket. Arguably, the hottest ticket in town to watch yeah. entertainment wise because of their defensive frailties as well as how good they are going forward. Liverpool. It's great watching Liverpool this year. Like it's a fun game for 90 minutes. You know you're going to get a decent game of ball, and there's no two ways about it. So I'm enjoying it. So we wait and see. Be interesting next year. Yeah, we wait. They
2: can come close
0: And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. It's 87 if you want to contact us. And David, we have something a little interesting.
1: Yeah, North East South 11. Uh, it's something that I think would be interesting maybe at the end of the year. And it's one of these, don't you know why the Premier League were thinking about a 39 fixture around the world? And yeah. It. it could be one of them things where they put it in now and say, right... Three or four days after the league is over, we're going to bring them over, give them a slap-up five-star, seven-star hotel, because there is such a thing, apparently. Okay. Uh, look after them for a few days and have it, have it somewhere around the world, potentially. I think it was the Kaku, or one of them brought it up last week, and of course, everyone's doing the debate now. Jesus, it wouldn't be great, and we'll do it North-East-South, and who will be in your 11, and who makes it, and who doesn't make it. Um, so, I think, before we go to John Shelvin, we'll probably do go with the South south now the okay. south is fairly self explanatory except for Swansea so we Spurs Chelsea Arsenal Watford, Bournemouth Brighton West Ham Southampton Palace and Swansea for no other reason than Swansea would have made it 11 v 9 so we're still okay. over there although I don't know whether you call them north anyway they're kind of midlandy aren't they yeah so we'll see how it goes but more than likely we'll probably go with this 4-3-3 malarkey like everyone else does because just there's plenty of them but uh, I suppose we'll start with goalkeeper because I think it's a straight shoot out between two. Uh, Laurice and courtois
0: yeah i think I, I'm, I'm looking at the teams here because this is off the top of my head <laughs> 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 but that's the way i think it's the
1: beauty of it let's
0: let's wing it right uh, yeah no I, I i would have said straight away actually for some reason lorice came into my head before courtois yeah i like
1: lorice i think yeah. he's a bit more he's a great sweeper he's great at commanding his box and in the sense that balls over the top he was there Obviously I remember him playing with France a few times where he is he's on fire I tell you what I like more about him is I don't know if this is because Chelsea do so
0: well although they haven't been done so great this mm. year but I, I don't see necessarily great saves from Courtois that keep them in the game Yeah where you see you do see that, you know the way De Gea for Manchester you know, stop, it, yeah always talked about but we keep keeping South. Uh that's why I see Lloris Lloris yeah. pulls off some great saves that keep Spurs in the game and he's a bit extra He's a bit extra, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so
1: I think so. You think we're going? With I, 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 let's move on. It's, I'm happy with that. Right back, I suppose it's very hard to not look away from these guys, so you're trying to think of everyone else. But with Chelsea, you have they kind of have a back three of three centre halves. Yeah. Like Victor Moses is playing there, like kind of a, like a right wing back. Arsenal, I think Arsenal are going to struggle to get kind of into. Well, Beller, Bellerin, on the right-hand side... He is, is unbelievable
0: pace and FIFA. Oh, that's... Uh, that, <laughs> I was going to say he's a bit for pansy. <laughs> but you're probably not allowed to say that, so... He's, he's not. a little bit soft. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? As in, he's not... He's not a defender. He's a—he's an attacking uh, wide player. Like, like all fullbacks nowadays, there's no such thing almost. It's, I think it's the reason why they've gone three at the back is yeah. because they have... Uh, they don't have a good right full. They don't have a, a, a great left full. They, even when they bought that fella, uh, what's the 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 Serbian fella that they brought in left full? I can't remember what his name is. Uh, what's that? I do. Oh, Kalazanac. Yeah, I can't pronounce it. it I think he came in as a centre half, to be honest. But he's he's drifted out of the team because he hasn't done well. Now again, I I have a, a theory over Arsenal is that that it's <laughs> if they had any other manager in the world at the moment that they probably would be a half decent side. I think it's just gone so stale there. Yeah. But I don't think you can fit an Arsenal player in the in the fullback situation. There, no, nope, no. Actually, I might be wrong. Sorry, now I'm thinking about it. Monreal is not a bad left full, and he has chipped in going forward with goals. Yeah, Danny Rose, Danny Rose it's is probably quite more. Quite he's probably sol- more solid. Yeah. Um. Brighton, Southampton, Palace. I mean, there's Brighton are not doing too bad. No, I th-
1: I think you'd have to go Danny Rose. Again? for left back yeah this could be the Spurs sort of well claim. the two centre-halves it'd be very hard to get away from like obviously Chelsea have a couple there themselves but I suppose you'd probably have one from Spurs you have to Alderweireld yeah. Um there's another guy who's my head Sanchez Sanchez I like him there's, geez, there's you, I would say would pick one, one from Spurs in there centre-backs at least okay you pick no <laughs> it's very. T- that's a tough one. Um, Three top center halves. Cahill
0: for Spurs is Or Chelsea. Founded. Or for Chelsea, has yeah. been uh, big for years.
1: He's done, done a really job. There. But then again, you have the Brighton boys going. For sandwich. Shane Duffy. Yeah. Like if you're going and say just form. Yeah. Duffy and uh, is a dunk. Dunk. Then yeah. great form.
0: They've and They've done. They've. I wouldn't say they've overachieved Because Chris Hewton's teams Are always very tenacious and
1: Considering this league like, Is an all-star thing And it does get spread around Will we stick in Duffy We stick one of our own in oh, Has he done he do enough Is he a foreign player this year
0: he's, I think he's done well for them Now he has He has done well You just want to <laughs> stick An Irish player in <laughs> Is it I'm trying to think Where else could we go well, you have. Who else have we got there? Arsenal. There's no hope because did you see the cup final last week between Arsenal and Man City? <sighs> Mustafi, mother of God! The, the,
1: the, the, the punt up. do you? are getting me annoyed. It's
0: the most basic of defending. You know, intelligence is to stand behind your player. Yeah. So the player can't get a ball. He's standing in front of him, three yards in front. Tries to back it, and it's just a war. And then, and then he just barely puts his hands, hands up to say, "Oh,
1: I'm if, I'm yeah." I'm it was just half first. So, there's not a chance in hell that any of the Arsenal oh, no. back forward. I'm really. taking a right back there because he just came into my head. Cedric, he's half decent. Yeah. Portuguese guy. We put him in right back because he's probably the only right back if all of them think. as I said, they play all these wing backs now. and No, well, don't. Ooh. Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> we Trippier, is it? No,
0: he's a good player. You can't see. This is the thing. It's, is this a reflection on how well Spurs are doing this year? Yeah.
1: Trippier, he's in. All
0: right, Trippier's in.
1: <laughs> so, so far,
0: we've tried Three players. We're only
1: allowed one cent and a half in Spurs. <laughs> End of story. One cent a half. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Aldav- I don't think Ferd Tongan. He's been in and out, out a little Aldavire. bit this year. I think Alderweirel. Okay, we'll yeah. go with him. Okay. He's a pretty looking fella as well. <laughs> <laughs> the girls will love him in the air. <laughs> so
0: so far we have the
1: Spurs Spurs so far so we need a centre half so obviously we're not going near Arsenal well I think I, I actually
0: think because Arsenal got Chelsea for, for let's put it this way I, I'm going to we're trying uh, yeah for Chelsea if you look at the way they have played so far this year you can't I'm going to vindicate why Duffy should be in <laughs> Chelsea should be doing better than what they are yeah and they've been conceding a hell of a lot of goals this year and why individually these players may be playing like the likes of Cahill may be playing well uh, Brighton because of the the unit they have there and again Shane Duffy is in the centre of that mm. uh, they're achieving more than Chelsea are achieving this year he's in
1: Shame end of okay. now listen I can see where this is going so what we could do is what other sports players are going to make this team <laughs> no no we got to the midfield no, I think the let's put Kane up front anyway but let's get not, that out right? no that's not necessarily <laughs> midfield I suppose I mean, let's get away from Spurs quick I suppose if we're going to pick anyone from Spurs Ericsson well I'm not oh. I don't
0: actually think Spurs midfield is great that's no you've said
1: opinion. it plenty of time and I, I, I get
0: I'm, that I'm not I'm not an, well let's have a look at the rest and see if they're <laughs> great Kante <laughs> Chelsea Arsenal no I don't think an Arsenal player... I'm not putting one in. Into Just
1: because it's, it's, it's our one. Because
0: they... An good. Arsenal player will make it, let's face it, was the a, real one. There was a good thing... Uh, we'll co- come back to Aubameyang now in a second, all right? <laughs> um, Chelsea, midfield. Kante. I mean, Kante is a quality player. Yeah. I, 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 I would find it very hard not to have Kante in your team.
1: I'm writing him in. Right. Exactly. Simple as that. End of story.
0: Kante. Centre midfield. Of course, if you have a Kante... Canf- uh, creativity uh, Spurs Barmouth Brighton. Ericsson
1: would Ericsson fit in
0: I yeah, probably would in the midfield wouldn't he yeah you'd have to have someone else in there though who's going to do a lot of work
1: see they're all jumping on Dembele's uh, bandwagon now is it just because they're winning a few games or, or is I, he imposing himself I like Dembele i tell you one thing he's brilliant at holding up the ball like as in getting he, out of trouble he could have three people around him and, and he's so comfortable calm and yeah and no problem. I don't like saying this because he's not in the same bracket but he's very cal- bits of Dan like where he's very calm around and he finds a way of getting out and Zidane used to do it but made it look effortless yeah and Dembele it doesn't look like hard work when he's getting away from trouble and I'm not putting him in that bracket but he just it reminds me of him sometimes the way he's just like yeah he's gone he's got oh how did he get out of there Wafford have a couple of good players, but the problem Wafford
0: is been so inconsistent. So it's very hard to stick someone in on the back of two or three games in yep. a row where they're they're half decent. And yeah, I've, it's it's hard it's hard to put like, a finger on anyone out, out out there who would actually who would actually drift in. I mean, you've got the likes of uh, isn't it the core? Decor is the kind of he was. He's, the an, he's the kind of the main year, sort of, but it's not quite, quite, not enough to get in. is I it? I don't think
1: there's enough in in in, in Watford. Now, in fairness, they're high up the they're high up the field, um, the, the the league. They're seventh or eighth at the moment, so they're obviously doing something. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Danes banging them in. Obviously, again, and that's what's happening. But I haven't watched enough of Watford to really be able to stick my neck out and say it's definitely him or It's definitely. Well, I don't think there is anyone. That's the, that's the whole no, reason. No, they're just a good solid 11. They're a good solid unit. I'm going to go, and this is going
0: to be ridiculous, but I'm going to go Dembele-Eriksson. Jesus Christ. So basically we're... Hold on. So Dembele
1: and Eriksson. <laughs> we can't
0: Okay, let's come back. I'm going to put Eriksson with a question mark.
1: Right. right, okay, okay. Let's have a think about that. Okay. Let's go up front. Anyway, three moving up, on. Three up front. No, no. we've two. We've two, because Harry Kane's in, end of story. Top goal scorer. He can't not be. All right, Harry Kane's in. <laughs> so when you look at left oh, it's
0: gonna talk about a Yes. Right? Abameyang within a couple of weeks and uh, just this is what we're talking about this uh the other day on Sky Sports, Abamiang within a couple of weeks has turned into an arsenal player from a, a, an absolute quality player <laughs> straight into yeah. an arsenal player where there's not much going on yeah. and again it comes down to what's happening at arsenal so you just can't put him in even though he's quality until wenger goes they're all going to be very very mediocre players so there's no one there uh, you have chelsea hazard i think hazard has to go in end of story I don't think there's a debate about yeah. that because he, he is he is that good. Simple as that. So then you've got one place left. West Ham have
1: nothing going forward. Yeah. Hernandez and Carroll Now no. Tridini, I mean. He's doing okay.
2: But Bar-Mitts, nothing special.
1: Bournemouth, everyone's taking their turn. Like the four or five strikers, they're all grabbing one or two goals in the season. But jo- each. Josh King has got a lot of goals for him this year. Wicked pace on uh, FIFA as well.
0: Wicked pace on FIFA. F- P- FIFA's all about pace, isn't it? <laughs> Brighton, nothing going forward. Uh, Murray, Murray I think they have up front he yeah. does a good job for them but what yeah. I say is could he get into 11 I don't Palace, think Jesus, so Palace, Benteke forget about Burned it Berndal with banjo as they say forget about it Zaha had his moments yeah. at start I think he's injured now anyhow isn't he yeah. but uh, yeah, I don't know if I could fit Zaha in Swansea forget about the it AUS and bonies and yeah. that's it and then you have Southampton uh, Shane Long moving uh, on and Gabardini uh, is yeah. it's, it's last night looking at match of the day in the box swipes at a ball Fresh air, so he's just not in farm either. So you're really looking down then at the likes of Spurs and Chelsea again. Really for for for. Can anyone hard. from Arsenal fit in? No, <laughs>
1: they're they're just <laughs> not fair. good enough. Um, in fairness, is realistically is there a player in Arsenal at the moment that could fit? Maybe Ramsey. Yeah. In, in in an all star eleven, if they were going to do one, and uh, say the say the public were voting, which they probably will. So an all star eleven be, is about who's playing performing absolutely but can i say something about say the fifa goal but it's the same 20 players every year it doesn't matter what they do yeah like i'm being honest messi and ronaldo shouldn't win in every year no, they yes didn't. they're the best players but what about say potentially salas and De bruyne as this year yeah. who are scoring just as many goals again yeah, yeah. why aren't they getting instead but Messi or is going to win it again this year more than likely. Because uh, there's a lot of money going around Exactly. But I this is what will probably happen if the public have to say because I think if they go a bit like the American way the stars are still going to be there. You know, like Pogba is going to make the 11 whether he should or not it's a different story. But the same, you could probably name the seven or eight players that are going to be in it regardless. Yeah. So is there an Arsenal one say outside of our 11 because we're not going to put one in. Is there one that will probably make it? No. You still don't think? So? Anyone? I don't
0: think there's. The, I, I think you. I, I personally think you can't go in a team on yeah. A name. Yeah. Oh no, I know. I That's know. it. And they—they're only there in on name at moment. Unless you're performing, you can't go in. Uh, your man Pedro's doing okay for Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, William.
2: Yeah.
0: He's doing all right for Chelsea. Son for Spurs. Score. I mean, score two. Clever yesterday Player again. And I like it. Do they have? Another, who's the other? Another player? Ali He's actually faded. In fairness,
1: I'm gonna say no to him because he's seriously hyped, and I'm not denying that the guy can play. He doesn't. He doesn't be in the starting eleven every week unless he's a decent player. But I'm watching the watching him, waiting for something because of the hype, and you're kind of going, "I'm not getting it." I think it's a case of. Like Ronaldo, when he was at United, yeah. it, it's a case
0: of he's just learning this trade, so you've got to give him the time. He's going to have them inconsistencies Yeah,
2: no, no, I,
1: I, I, I agree with you, but it's maybe that's the problem. I'm listening to it and I'm kind of sitting back going, Is this guy as, is as good as the hype that they're going on about? Yeah, I'm just going into the top scorers just out of interest to see who's down south banging in the goals. But Glenn Murray's got 10, exactly, so he's done all right, and then there's Murata and Hazard, Mkhitaryan has eight, and that's it.
0: Again, because you can't really. Oh, actually, Mkhitaryan, Mkhitaryan, you can't really put Mkhitaryan that's in, though. No, that's assist. But you can't really put Mkhitaryan in because he hasn't mm-hmm. done that in at Arsenal, and he's at Arsenal. So there's one of your pals, Pascal Grosch. You uh, yeah, haven't been your team, don't you? Yeah, he's not a bad player actually. Yeah, yeah, he's not a bad player at all. I'm, I'm, I, I think, I think it, it, you'd be wrong
1: not to go for Eriksen and Son. Put in son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not messing. So if we count them up, we've got one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight seven. Eight sports players at the moment are currently in our South 11. I think that's exactly the way it is down there. One Brighton and two Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> so we really did spread it out there.
0: Uh, yeah, does that not show you that the farm actually, that's
1: where the farm is? Well, if you is. look at, say, the north, just very briefly you would have a couple of City players in it. You definitely would have a couple we'll of Liverpool. we that. We'll You'd probably have United that. and you might sneak in one or two. Or two. Okay,
0: so after the break we're going to talk to, or after song, we're going to talk to John Shelvin about a few sporting injuries and uh, what you should and what you shouldn't do. Here's the
2: kooks. You're so naive, yes, so How can this be done with such a smiling
1: sweetheart? Oh, and your sweet, empty face, it's a jealous living Something
0: so beautiful If you're playing sports, you'll know very well that injuries unfortunately come hand in hand. Joining us on the show this morning is John Shelvin, M- NMT, from Ratmine's Chronic Pain and Sports Injury Clinic. John, welcome to The Big kickoff. Good morning. Thank you for having me. No problem. Listen, can you give us a quick background into how you got into chronic pain and sports injuries and how it led to working with Leinster?
2: Yeah,
4: absolutely. I've, I've always been interested in sports. I've played basketball uh, quite religiously all my life, so there's always an, an interest there in movement and sport. And in 2003, I tore my cruciate ligament, and went going through that rehab process. Um, didn't quite have the full rehab that I I felt should have been, and I remember meeting a, a lady, a very good physical therapist in, uh, from the US, who brought me through a really good um, program, got me back up and up and running. And I just I just felt that was my calling. I, I remember one day I was like, I, I need to do that. Um, so I went and, and studied neuromuscular therapy. It was a, it was a go-to, um, and that was my calling. I um, loved it, loved it, everything. So as soon as I did that, like class one, I was like, "Yep, yeah, this is for me. I, I want to be a, a therapist."
0: Yeah. And how did it, how did
4: it lead to working with Leinster? Leinster was through my college national training centre. Uh, basically, had, had put up a post. Um, one of, the, one of the main lads in there had contacted college and there was a little bit of Dender CV in, um, and then go through a bit of a, an, an interview process where we were, we were put to the test. It was uh, a couple of hard, grueling days to see if you could hack that, that amount of treatment on those big boys. And there was uh, I think 300 applications, something like that, and there was four of us picked out. I was very uh, very lucky, fortunately. It was, it was really a struggle. Yeah.
0: And uh, what is it like working on the, the Leinster lads? Are they, I mean, it, it must be heavy work. It must be hard work. I mean, if you them lads are, are, I suppose, bulky lads.
4: They are big, big boys. But uh, technique comes into it. And, I mean, the, the first week that we were there, I remember we were putting in some big, big sessions. just was kind of putting us to the test. And then once we got the role, The sessions weren't that big, so we were kind of like, okay, we don't have to do those monster sessions anymore. It gets a little bit easier, and it's a little bit like anything. You adapt to it, you, you get used to it, and if you can control your body, then it's not too bad but yeah there was times when you're working on some of the some of the props and you're going as hard as you possibly can and they ask for more pressure <laughs> they like where do i get this getting very from? fishy shades of gray here this morning yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of that as well yeah but we don't talk about that no, no no
0: <laughs> keep it in the dressing room uh yeah. listen john i just want to start off with um i suppose the basics and i believe you know, people don't really adhere to it uh rice how yeah. important is
4: rice in? This is a, this is a great one, actually, Roy, to start off with, because um, even the, um, the chap who created that has actually gone back and uh, reviewed the, the latest research, and that rice has gone out the window. <laughs> Believe it or not, um, so we know that some rest as uh, the, the first part of the rice, the, 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 the rice, the um, the rest of ice depression and elevation. So, uh, A lot of the times we're kind of told just, you know, take an anti-inflammatory and rest it up. What we're finding now is that a little bit of movement, very localized movement, just very gently. An example of an ankle sprain is from maybe a day's rest, but after day day one or two, you're looking to move that joint as much as you comfortably can in a pain-free range. So we encourage blood flow into it. We get the body to understand that it doesn't have to be overly protective of this area um ice parts the days of you know the 20 minutes of ice and getting an ice pack onto the thing and and freezing the heck out of it are gone as well we're looking at putting some compression ice on for one minute maybe removing that then for a minute and continuing that, that process so that cold hot alternating therapy to a flush fresh blood flow into the tissues yeah we want to calm the inflammation but we don't want to kill us. The inflammation is actually doing us a favor. It's a healing process. Yeah, yeah. So we don't want to kill that off altogether. Um, so maybe the big things with it is actually getting things to move quite, quite rapidly. Um, uh, what about the elevation? Is that, is that uh, Elevation definitely beneficial. Yeah, that's, that's one thing that would still keep uh, as part of that. Uh, okay. so with but the- also with, with, with the rice, I think rice-er is the, would, would be another term that comes out there with the last or being rehab yeah. and actually doing a full body rehab, I think a lot of times we'll see that the person will rehab the joint so they'll do a lot of ankle specific work but maybe not build that up into a full body type work yeah. and making it functional for their sport, you know we'll kind of do maybe some uh, resistance band work uh, the ankle, ankle feels strong, pain free. So off we go and play. Yeah and realistically, we need to look at what was the the global impact on that ankle sprain to the rest of the body, or whatever oh. ankle sprain, because it will have a global effect.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: What about? Um,
0: uh, this is one of the things that I, I never never really struck me that to, to work with sprays and creams. How effective are they? So yeah, like see your deep
4: heat spray or your cool spray or. They're really treating the skin yeah. um, and not much else. That's it. So. They so. can have a, as a joke with clients, they can have a huge psychological yes. them, <laughs> to them yeah. which is beneficial in itself for sure, but actually what it's doing at that local level. Not, not a huge
0: amount yeah yeah because we're at the football club I, I would do physio up at the football club and it's the exact same thing lads are there i never tell them not to use the spray you never you know if it's gonna if it's gonna psychologically help them then exactly. then great And you, know, you can work on whatever it is afterwards if, it, if it's needed um Absolutely. how how should people judge if they should go to a doctor or physio first because you get a lot of people who i suppose would go to the doctor first and then they end up at a physio anyhow and they're down 50
4: quid or 60 Absolutely. quid in their pocket. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think looking at, the, you know, going to a pain and movement specialist pretty soon on uh, is, is beneficial. We look at people when we would ask them um, if they got injured during a match. Say, could you play on? That would be the big one. Sometimes they say, yeah, I played on for about 10 minutes and then I had to come off. Yeah. The chances are you haven't done a huge amount of damage to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could hobble on off. Maybe not so bad, but if it was I couldn't stand up, I heard a noise, and so sometimes we hear a pop or a click, yeah. a crunch, and you cannot move on it, um, would be an indication to get that checked out. Also, if that pain is not subsiding to any great effect within a, you know, the next couple of days, um, it'll still be sore, and that's fair enough. But if there's no letdown in that pain so you know, three days later just feels the exact same as when it happened, and that's a, that's a good time it's like go get this checked um, get an x-ray on it it's worthy of getting an MRI on it
0: and is that is that something that when you're treating someone when they come in to you it's obviously more beneficial if, if they had uh, uh, the more information that's, uh, that they can give you the better uh, so if an MRI was done on something like that it gives you an information on, on what you're treating and, and how to treat it
4: yeah, absolutely. I think it's for an acute injury. Yeah. Definitely uh, x-ray, MRI, and get that clear as we know what we're working with. Uh, I think the first thing that a therapist has to go through and then think about is first do no harm to the person. So if they have the all clear uh, from, from imaging, that's brilliant, then we can proceed. And saying that, there's a lot of people getting MRIs that will have just chronic pain. There's been no trauma to the area. And a lot of times, they're sent for an MRI, and it's not quite the most beneficial thing to be doing with that person. Because a lot of times, especially in the case of back pain, the imaging will show something. It shows something with everybody, um, but it doesn't correlate to pain. Yeah. So we'd all, you know, if you were to MRI my, my neck, you'd absolutely see that I had herniated a disc three years ago. Yeah,
0: yeah.
4: Uh, there's still a remnant of that over there, but do I have pain in my neck? No. My neck is absolutely fine. Okay. So we kind of want to calm those fears a little bit as well. It'd be important.
1: I suppose, John, nowadays uh, with the elite side of things, there's more and more injuries, more and more kind of little tweaks and, and stuff. Is it more that they're just too finely tuned? Are they a bit too precious? Or would it be kind of knowledge within the medical department side of things in professional clubs?
3: Possibly a
4: little bit of all of that, <laughs> all oh. of the above. Sometimes we're pushing athletes to just be stronger, stronger, stronger. This mm. is one I, I hear a lot. Just get strong, just get strong. And we sometimes miss out on a can you control your own body? Mm. Can we get the fundamentals down of, of movement first and foremost? Um, would, would be a big one. Uh, can you control your own body weight? There's sometimes people coming in to me and I would see that they may have a pretty good strength and conditioning program, but say they're a football player, they're doing a lot of deadlifts and squats, so This is, you know, two feet on the ground, symmetrical sounds, which doesn't really represent their sport. Yeah. And we need to push this person more towards single leg squats, single leg deadlifts, single leg activities, and gaining control of their body first, and then trying to add strength or power. Mm. I think that's a big one. You can see it in the, in the snow and ice, trying to drive around with it. you can have a lot of power, but if you don't have control and grip, <laughs> you're going nowhere. <laughs> That might be uh, something
1: similar to that. <laughs> and I suppose uh, where I'm coming from as well and jumping on to the next one it w- is with the GA players now with their morning sessions and then they go off and do their 9 to 5 and then they have their, their evening sessions. And if they're doing kind of some of these programs, as you're saying, it, like, considering these are amateurs and it's their livelihoods that they're playing with, it, like, is there such a thing as being overtrained and overworked?
4: Oh, absolutely. This comes into where you might find that that player has to go through a set program. And we need to make this more individual and we need to have more contact with that player and how do you feel today? What's your perceived exertion of that workout today? Mm. Maybe we actually have to curtail this and tone it back a little bit. Um, or else this might be a good day to actually push harder. So each day actually you kinda you know, if you're not a professional athlete you don't have someone monitoring you like that. Is getting more in touch with yourself and go, how do I actually feel today do I feel up to this workout today mm. and if not 100% it's okay to actually back off a little bit you can think of that as an elastic band I've got two ways to move the elastic band I can throw it or I can pull it backwards to send it forward and sometimes these little regressions are super beneficial for the body and then oh sorry go on no, just tuning in for buddy and kind of listening on, how do I actually feel today? I was like, yeah. I'm feeling a little tired today. Um, maybe it's not the best day to push so hard. Um, but when you feel absolutely 100%, you're feeling great, yeah, then, then go for it. But not every day or every training session has to be this 100% push to the max. This is where we're going to find players breaking
1: absolutely and then when they say rest days now is there such a thing as a rest day for a professional athlete now is it one of these things where they literally when it's a rest day are they literally sitting on the couch or taking it easy and doing nothing or is there such a thing where are they on the massage tables or are they kind of doing yeah
4: there is always something to be done we want to yeah. encourage that player then even that you know, have to even just get out for a walk and keep the body moving yeah. they're so finely tuned that a day or two of doing completely nothing yeah, can set them backwards a little bit. Um, that, that's for sure. So even if they were to just go through a light, light stretching program, mm. um, a lot of them would be involved in some Pilates or yoga. You know, So a rest day is a good day to get those done. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a gentle walk or swing is fantastic. Or jump up on the massage table and get a little bit of body work done.
1: Yeah. Yeah, rest days are... Uh, they don't really exist. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just jumping on the yoga, it's something that you hear in all sports now that a lot of athletes are getting involved in. Is, is that something that you obviously would encourage yourselves?
4: We would. I think for me, it's when what I call all boxes are ticked. Yeah. So if we've dealt with a lot of the previous injuries already, all joints can experience their full range of motion through three planes of motion, then doing things like yoga and pilates. Yeah. will be really, really beneficial. Or we might see somebody, you know, they're going into a Pilates studio and we have a little bit of a hip height. We have the spine leaning to one side and they're strengthening themselves in that shape and that posture. Uh, so I sometimes say to the person, well, here's a couple of drills to let's get alignment back in the spine perhaps um, and now go exercise. Now make that stronger. And that little addition for four you know, a yoga session or a Pilates session can be super beneficial. But it is something that, yeah, we like to see is that kind of doing this uh, different type of training, that can have a huge knock-on effect of what they're doing. So something mm. like Pilates can have a, a massive knock-on effect. But we're basically cross-training and not just doing the one thing over yeah. and over and over. Uh, Sometimes it's too much specialization actually. people come into us. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we actually have to experience something a little bit different and, and the brain and the body can get bored very, very quickly. And if we can yeah. just mix it up and, and change it, that, that could be huge. It's almost like a that's like a day eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the body loves it and thrives off of it.
0: And uh, people are sick of me. People who, who who live with me or surround me are sick of me uh, talking about how important water is. They'll have a headache, or they feel lethargic, or you know, someone in a football team's getting, you know, I suppose, tight hamstrings constantly. And my answer is always
4: water. How important and is water? water? Oh, it's absolutely vital. With the right amount of fluids, and then not just following again, making making this very specific. Um, It's not just your two liters a day. It's actually, you know, there are apps out there to find out exactly how much you should have for for your body weight. Right. And then mixing that with enough electrolytes is is one thing. And getting the balance right. We get a lot of people in that they don't have enough uh, fluid in their system. I see people that have too much water in their system as well and not enough electrolytes to balance that out. And that can be equally... um, have a negative impact on, on the system as well. But certainly I think in society society we're getting up and the first thing to go for is the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even if we could think the person, don't worry about your two litres or whatever metameters You just get a glass of water first. can you sick on this water. But in terms of getting the muscles hydrated, making sure that they, you know, they have a proper nerve signal to the muscles where hydration comes in. Hydration really important for sleep. That's one of the big things we're finding, um, how important sleep is. So being hydrated can really help with sleep patterns, help with your cognition, how your brain is functioning, and you're firing in all cylinders. So that's a, that's a biggie.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm
4: right. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, absolutely.
4: We have it in writing. <laughs> we have this recorded now. Uh,
0: li- listen, I, I have. You have a lot of people who talk about their ankles and how God, this is, this ankle it just keeps going all the time. There's, you know, I don't know. I've done all the stuff and that, but they actually don't really do anything. They just let it heal. Uh, itself without doing anything can you break down why a reoccurring injury keeps happening bar the obvious that they're, they're, they're not doing as well as the work they need to do what is the sure, breakdown okay, and why yeah, it happens
4: bar that if you're looking at well one thing we look at in clinic is previous injury yeah. this is unusual if you have an injury anywhere in your body you are 2.7 times more likely to have another injury anywhere else in your body and widespread it is so if that injury is not fully rehabbed, you're in such a high-risk category now of re-injuring yourself. Yeah. So that can be a good one. So one that I would see an awful lot in clinics yeah. would be the person will try an you know, ankle injury in their history and just to ask them to stand on one leg, uh, it's pretty surprising they just cannot do it yeah. Yeah, for yeah. a required amount of time. And they say, but, but I've been working this drill. I've been working on my balance. To go through their history, and something like as simple as a knock on the head from any time in their in their life can impact their balance system, their inner ear balance system, known as your vestibular system. And if that's off, you can do as much balance drills as you like; they will not help. So seeing someone that um, is well versed in vestibular rehab, inner ear balance rehab can work wonders. And you can see a, a within-session change, literally an immediate change. Yeah, um, And then it's go do that, that balance work. But again, you will see that, kind of going back to what we spoke about earlier, is that the person will strengthen the ankle and not look at the global effect.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's and important. The brain important. is huge. Sorry, John, it's important then uh, when you go with an injury to uh, a physio or, or, or anyone you're going to, to give that history
4: as detailed as you possibly can. Yeah, absolutely. I go into a lot of detailed history, some surprising stuff um, that sometimes you have to draw out from people. Um, but we encourage them that any injury ever, any fall, any you know, a car accident, down to actually even things like dental work, any extractions. <laughs> The jaw actually plays a huge role in human movement that a lot of people are not aware of. So even things like that uh, can be really surprising. It sounds, sounds pretty odd and out there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, dishing out as much information to the practitioner as possible and letting them filter through it and find out what's relevant and, and not relevant. And making sure that that practitioner, that therapist, is looking at you, not just your ankle. Yeah. That's one of the big ones, isn't it? You know, initially... If it's been uh, pretty acute and you just sprained your ankle a week ago, yes, they may be just looking at your ankle. But if they discharge you saying, look, that ankle looks fine, I'd yeah. be really weary of that. I want to know that you look fine. Yeah, yeah. That you're moving properly to a set criteria as well. Yeah. Holding them you know, accountable. And we bring that person through a movement screen, uh, some sort of objective measure. That's what we want to avoid as well where the practitioner goes you look fine. You seem to be fine. Yeah. And we find some objective tests that says you are fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Uh,
4: and you a far more thorough job.
0: For the, I suppose, it, this would happen at any level, but a lot of amateur runners, shin splints or people who are starting off are a big problem. How do you treat
4: them? What are they? I think one of this is the shin splints, are they genuinely shin splints? uh is, is a big one it's a, it's a common misdiagnosis sometimes we just get the, the the muscle at the front of the shin just overworking yeah and finding out uh, what muscle or muscle groups are underworking. this is what usually kind of missed out that we we might have a very tight sore muscle somewhere and we just go stretch it massage it foam roller it, and it's not sufficient um so it's finding out if that muscle is overworking what, in response to that, is underworking? Yeah, yeah, and we have to try that, that kind of balance. Part of it is people just going out and doing too much too soon. That would be, be a big one, whether it's their, their initial, you know, they want to do a couch to 5K, kind of thing, That's literally or, to say. <laughs> or they've been out for a little bit with an injury and they just they want to get right back into the, the same level of running. So doing too much too soon is a, is a big one as well. Yeah, you know, we start... Start off doing something very gentle. Did you get away with it? Was it you know, um, it wasn't overtaxing to the system? Yeah. And then you know, as the week goes on, week by week, you're adding maybe five percent, ten percent increase. Not this big jump up, now twenty percent more volume.
0: But if you do the big, if you do the big jump up, and you do feel that pain, how how do you treat it quickly yourself? Maybe even at home. What is the what's the simplest thing to do?
4: The simplest thing is to actually back off your workload. If you're finding that, say it was running, uh, the impact was a little bit too much, it's not to fully stop and rest. Can we get on the cross trainer a little bit? Can we get into the swimming pool? Keep the system moving. Keep the heart and lungs pumping over, but not pounding on um, the problematic muscle. Give it a little bit of a a rest um, directly. So obviously the whole body is working, but that, that muscle might be getting a little bit of a rest. Certainly, trying to stretch it and foam roll it, and if that's not working for you, um, that's the time then to, to look at getting to a therapist and finding out okay, what is this muscle trying to do? They're always trying to muscles will try to do something for a particular reason. It's not random. They're trying to help you out, even if they're sore mm-hmm. and complaining when you're when you're running. They're trying to help you. Yeah. Um, they just might be a little bit sore to do it. So finding out why the body is doing this um, is a big one. But uh, you know, for for a local kind of a level. Not to jump into a therapist straight away, day one, is to keep the body ticking over, cut back on the activity, or it might be a case of we get a lot of people that might say, look, uh, I get this, I get knee pain at four k. Yeah. Well, how is it at three k? Oh, it's fine. Well, we'll do three (laughs) k, and and we'll and slowly build up. They go, oh yeah, never thought of that. (laughs) That didn't work. Uh, it build up, build up slowly.
0: Okay, w- when we hear a lot of injuries. Let you know, I suppose, with metatarsals, people, you know, of course, metatarsals weren't there 20 years ago. <laughs> David Beckham <laughs> discovered them. <laughs> but uh, even, with, even with MCL, ACL, uh, lateral ligaments in the knee, posterior, I suppose, at the back, uh, all these things are all coming to light because people are being a little bit more, I suppose, scientific uh, on on a basic level talking about these things. Are, are these injuries, do you see them in your practice... Uh, is there more of these injuries uh, or are people actually coming into you just afraid of these injuries now and they don't actually have
4: these injuries? It's a great question and it's actually a little from column A and a little from column B. For okay. sure, there's, there's definitely the fact of the B that their first thought is, oh my God, I'm after really damaging myself here. Um, and they go on the wonderful thing called Google. Oh yeah. They scare the crap out of themselves
0: they have cancer first and then
4: they A, <laughs> a they have cancer yeah. B they have ruptured uh, their all the, their ligaments. Yeah, uh, is, is where it's at and a lot of times that that's not the case it's um, not the case you know they, they might have just had these little muscle strain not to downplay it but um, you know, we don't want to catastrophize things and give it a good uh, clear out but certainly we see the prevalence of something like an ACL absolutely increasing yeah for Sure,
0: and why do you think that is? Is it, be, is it, is it because people are, are getting fitter, or sharper, or twisting and turning quicker?
4: There's a little bit of an element um, in that. I think sometimes we look at again, there's more strength training now, yeah. People are really aware of strength training, and sometimes we are strengthening things in a bias towards dysfunction. Okay. I remember one chap coming in, he had knee pains a few years ago. He had knee pain on one side. And the treatment he was brought through was some squats, loaded squats. And I put, them, I put a, a lot of my patients, when they come in, I'll put them on two scales, one foot per scale, to see where they're resting their body weight. And this guy was putting 30 pounds of his body weight, or 30 pounds more pressure of his body weight, onto the painful side. Right. That painful side was taking the brunt of those squats. So, what you're saying is
0: stupidity has taken over.
4: So. <laughs> Possibly a little bit. Yeah, if we can be that blunt. <laughs> that's great. Speaking but if of That t- would be brought through a single leg yeah, and a, you know, a right versus left appraisal. This doesn't even have to be a therapist to do this. This can be you know, anyone in, in, in a gym in, in fitness. You look at, okay, how many single leg squats or rear foot elevated squats or lunges can you do on one side? Compared to the other, yeah, yeah, there should not be a significant difference. If there's one rep in it, fair enough. Two reps in the difference—that's going to be significant. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I and think, speak uh, speaking, of stupidity, a lot more single leg work. Pretty much is where we're, we're, we're missing out on.
1: And uh, speaking of stupidity, will you get a bit busier next week with a uh, little muscle <laughs> strain from sledding, or I, I done the splits and I think I'm going to pull on my groin, or?
4: Thank. Could be, yeah, <laughs> but it might be. I don't want to be hopeful. That's horrible.
1: Just give, just give your name and number out there in case anyone's struggling now. <laughs> yeah, I will throw it out
4: there for sure. And if I'm not getting those calls, I'm going to put banana skins all around the mind. <laughs> <laughs> with the business card stapled to the banana skin. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> throw tr- tr-
0: tr- <laughs> out there. Where are you? How can people contact you, John? And, I
4: am in Swan Leisure in Rathmines, in Dublin Six. Okay and my contact details uh is John Shevlin, nmp, hotmail.com and my contact number is
0: 0851099702 Great stuff well John listen it's been a pleasure uh, if we ever have any other Injury problems that people are looking to come in might even give you a a, a bi-monthly slot or something like that. But uh, they uh, we will we will have you back on and uh, we we will see how we get on with people's injuries because it's it's the first thing when you go to a wedding or anything like that. If you're a physio, <laughs> you,
4: you are you, nailed, but you are cornered. You are cornered. <laughs> <laughs> you're in trouble. Yeah, much, like, what do you think's
1: going on? You know, you break out There's no more the when that belt is being unbuckled. Hold on, will you have a look at this? Jesus. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah, the unbuckling of the belt. <laughs>
4: alright John.
0: There's Thanks very much.
4: Sure. If I, any of your listeners have any questions, feel, feel free yeah. to post it, send it over to me. I'm always more than happy to answer questions, help out in any way I can. Great, true. Facebook your 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 Facebook page is probably a great way to contact me. And, and Instagram, your on on Instagram as well, isn't well, it? All the and Instagram as, as, as well for sure. Clinic yeah. is, is open until eight pm on the evenings, and we're open on Saturdays as well. So. Right, opportunities so. to, uh, if people need it outside of work.
0: Well, thanks for coming on on your day off, John. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. It's great to talk to you. Boys. Thanks My very much, pleasure. and we will talk to you soon. Bye bye. you soon. Thank you bye. very much. Bye. bye. And welcome back to Liffey Sound 96.4 FM Remember, we stumbled <laughs> over it there. Um, Dave.
1: Yes. We did the south. Now we're going it, up north. Now it's north. Right. Goalkeeper. Uh, three words and then we'll move on. David De Gea. He has a song as well, does he? No? No? Okay, go on anyway. Yeah, David De Gea. You can't. You, you, you can't I don't think there's it. any question because no. I don't think Liverpool can put up much of a fight there anyway. Uh, City, obviously have Ederson, who's a solid player. Um. Burnley actually Burnley um, is a pope in at the moment. He's actually keeping heating out. Yeah. He's doing a decent job. Um, Was we'll he Casper Schmeichel? There's some good goalkeepers there, but yeah, there's only one. That is just that can be only out one. for years. So that's that's why he's in. Now let's try and stay away from City a little bit. Let's try and put four or five in
0: well, right back. I don't think, Kyle Walker. I I, I I don't think City are going to dominate this. No, to the truth have you C- anyone else Kyle Walker right back is uh, an interesting choice but for is me is he just the
1: obvious one just to go with it or would you go with no a young lad
0: no, no. there's
1: only one person for me it's Seamus Coleman by a mile yeah but a say mile. it was this year's 11 he's not in it because he hasn't played
0: he's played in the last four or five games and he's outstanding
1: <laughs> he assisted got an assist well yesterday. listen we put in Duffy so we might as well put in one so I'm not going to argue too much over that one Coleman is a far better in yeah. the story, yeah. anyhow. So. I oh, no, he's great. Walker's he's a great. Player right now, I'm not saying he's not. No, he's just the obvious choice, if you know what I mean. And he's probably the one that would make it if it was a kind of a public vote, he would probably get it. Although, Alexander Ireland, Ireland, Alexander Ireland has done himself, um. No, he's done well. He's done well for himself, and him and Gomez have done alright, but I think he's the better of the two. Yeah. Gomez is more centre half, and as I only mentioned yesterday when I was out watching the game, poor L. Klein is. He might as well stay injured. He's he's going to struggle.
0: Yeah, he's not going to get back in.
1: He's, yeah, but the only great. good thing is we can make some money out. But you said, that's great
0: for Liverpool. No, I think it's it's a, a squad thing situation mm. where yeah. they, they need to build that squad. They can't just yeah. have a first 11. So that's a, it's interesting. There. I'm happy with Coleman. So, okay. Centre yeah. half.
1: Uh, well, as oh, I sorry. said, Liverpool are full of them, so we can easily fit one in from them. <laughs> <But> <laughs> this, Moving this on. This is
0: the toughest part. Yeah. Because when, I, when you look at them, the, the, the centre halves. Are not amazing, They're no not
1: amazing center has like straight away. The sports guys jumped out, as we all know, and obviously, Chelsea always have a few. But City, are you really going to plum for the likes of Otto Mendy? Well, what
0: I would say about Otto because company's out, been in and out, out of bit. them all. Otto this year has been the most consistent. Yeah, and I was looking actually, at a few of the stats, he's most passes, he's most this, yeah, he's most that, he's, the, he's he's the most improved. Uh, City player that I've seen this year because he stayed on his feet more than diving in yeah. and being rash. Would you sneak him in? I, I, well, let's put it this way. I, I He's in your Eric mix. Bailly for Manchester United who hasn't really played this year yeah. but he would be up there in my opinion because he, I think he's just a, a quality defender
1: I think Bourne need uh, a bit of a mention Bourne I think it's the 27th and they've only conceded 26 goals Yeah,
0: is it Lawton? is he centre? Uh, there's
1: Lawton and there is what's the Mee, name? Me is it? Ben Me is in there as well there's t- uh, yeah uh, Matthew Lawton and Ben Me are the two centre-halves obviously Kevin Long is there as well he's played a few games he's kind of been battling a bit with Loughton, but Ben Mees the guy who's been in kind of pretty much every. Year. Well, I'm going to go
0: with Loughton. I think I think he's been superb this year, and I think did he score yesterday? He got man the match. Anyhow. He's no goals. No. He got he got man to match yesterday. Yeah. Anyhow, and uh, he, he's been. I think they deserve consistently a show. excellent this yeah, year. I think they deserve a shout. So Loughton's in. Yeah, um, obviously Harry Maguire is a decent player as well at, at uh, Leicester. Yes, and have, I have him down here as well. Yeah, it,
1: it, it's, it's. Would you go out of i I think I'll go out of yeah. On am far. I wouldn't have an issue with that are we going to put Stephen Ward in left back scenes
0: no <laughs> I, I'm surprisingly enough I've looked at all the left backs United don't they have yeah actually midfielders Young. playing in, in, yeah. in that position City have oh, they don't really have
1: well it was going to be your man Mendy yeah and now Danilo and a few others have been yeah. kind of filling in the hole so I wouldn't go there no, I wouldn't go there the, Robertson's the only one that I
0: see there hold on let me see Leicester West Brom Stoke. Chilwell's a great player I like Chilwell yeah. uh, Leicester yeah, I don't think. Leighton Baines as
1: as has been there and done it. I don't think he's as good as Robertson. I put yeah. Robertson in straight away. I'd have to agree. Without the kind of having the scales tinted glasses on me, he's been very consistent and he's kind of slotted in quite easy there. He kind of got in, then disappeared, and then when he got back in, he, he hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd probably give him the nod for that. Okay, so, so we got you know, a Liverpool yeah. defender in the defense
0: well he's a good player so, yeah, nah, he's you know, a good player he's I good mean
1: player. Th- it's, it's no coincidence that
0: probably their upturn and farm is coinciding with him being yeah, in the team because well. is dangerous in, in the sense that he's dangerous as a defender he's a, a wingback
1: yeah he's he dangerous
0: is. Uh, midfield midfield's a tricky one because there's so much yeah. talent in midfield
1: it's, it's massive and then who do you like De Bruyne is in Because I wouldn't go, like, I think we'll go with Frontree again, but De Bruyne is in the midfield in in one way, shape, or form. De Bruyne is is probably the player of the year so far. Pretty much. Like, that's the great debate that it's all about De Bruyne. Um, Obviously, Salah and Kane and Aguero and all these guys have something to say about it. But, uh, he, some of the, some of the stuff he's done this year is, it's, it's, it's really classy. And some of it looks so simple. And that's what I love about it. None of us can do it, but he can, but it looks easy. Some of his assists and some of his pass and the picture he can see. Do you know why professionals, when they're being interviewed, it's always about the picture. What can you see? Yeah. He obviously sees it in a different way to other people. So yeah, he's in. End of story.
0: Um, centre midfield with him, I, I personally can't see by David Silva either. I think David yeah. Silva is too classy not to be in a, a team that's, just silky velvety type of player isn't he he's like he's like you were talking about Dembele he's like yeah. A slightly weaker Dembele, yeah, but a much more classier yeah. Dembele. You Has and, you, more. and you and you put Dembele up there, high regard, even mentioned Zidane like.
1: Yeah, like obviously said, he's not in the same calibre, but he just it's very Zidane like yeah. the way he gets away from that trouble. He just looks, yeah. he doesn't look phased. With with bodies around
0: untouched yeah. on the pitch. So,
1: I mean, going forward here. You and he you looks a bit harder now with a shaved head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 so he's a bit intimidating now this, is, this I suppose we have to put in a bit of
0: muscle th- this might be the only chance that Manchester United have Ooh. of getting a player Ooh. in there and I think Matic is a, a good quality midfielder who who
1: gets across the, yeah. the, the like the, he's not the grabbing end. as many headlines now but because it's the way it is Liverpool are a form team all of a sudden oh he's a great player he's a great player Spurs yeah. are playing well again all of a sudden Dev Belly's a great player United had a half decent bit of run of form from say September into thing all of a sudden oh it's definitely Matic it's on Matic. Well I don't see anyone at Burnley, Liverpool. Listen, the likes uh, of your, uh, even
0: City how did how did City have sitting?
1: Yeah, like Jeff Hendrick is there and Scott Arfield and all these guys and Goodmans and they're good, honest, hard workers. Like I, I think Matic just has a bit of class in, Yeah, City don't really have the sitters. And Fernandinho are good players and the whole yeah. lot, but I think it's I think we should mix it up a little bit. But Matic, he's a centre half so to speak, of the of the of, of the midfield. Of midfield, yeah, it covers And I'm not being disrespectful, but he can play ball, he can do it, and he's a good. He can make some nice true balls. I've seen him do, doing it this year a few times. But yeah, he's a good solid player. And having him behind De Bruyne and Silva, and the team, reason why Chelsea won
0: the league was because they had Kanté, who was in the, the their northern team, yeah, and they had and they had Matic.
1: yeah, and that was no. their biggest downfall. And we probably about. need somebody to let De Bruyne and Silva go with the the front three. Um, at it is Now Salah is can't the, not be the, in it
0: This is This is slightly tougher But not tough I think we'll agree with time. two Well Salah has to Yeah There's we'll no doubt. Of doubt Salah's in Because if you're going to score that many goals it just yeah. can't get in you Miss him. Aguero I would It just can't not like, he's still either. doing it. That's why I'd give him the nod. Even
1: Jesus came into the team yeah. and, and he just cannot there. have Aguero in there.
0: Yeah. He's, he's
1: unbelievable. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Because Sani definitely gets a mention. Yeah. Such a quality player. Obviously, United, Lingard's been showing some good form. I thought Martial was doing well for a while, but then. I wouldn't put any United forward. Yeah, Lukaku in. probably do have it
0: I think they're too inconsistent with mm. their. If you look at Mane as you said yep. Sane and if we can get another one it would be great but Manny and Sane the two of them for City and Liverpool consistent constant yeah. constant assists constant yeah. goals uh, they're just producing all the time who else is there <sighs> like Jamie Vardy's had another half decent season oh Marra well, has done well Marra has done well did
1: strike. see his free kick yesterday no but I heard of it it was a proper proper Serious bend around the wall. Cause you were looking at going, something, something's after going wrong there. But then they had the angle and it was a great bend on it. Right around the wall, about two or three foot past the post. And it just kept turning and turning and turning. and went straight. It was a great goal. And I went straight to the dugout. He
0: did. That reminds me, Roberto Carlos mentioned his free kick. Remember he scored that free kick against France yeah, and k-
1: tried to emulate for the rest of his career
0: and yeah, failed and couldn't do it. And he actually admitted that it was. The wind that got that much curl on it, not really? his foot. yeah. He said that, that he hit it, but the only reason why it came back in so much was because of the wind. Now the so way
1: he struck it was a way where it was got, it was an outsider, and it was always going to. Doesn't do mean that. it wasn't a good free kick. Oh, but it was. But shallow, what he's though. saying is
0: that his foot couldn't actually get that much curl on yeah. the
1: ball. It was wind assisted. So. Now this is on the inside, so obviously you get a bit more curl on the inside yeah. of your foot. But if you have a look at it, I don't know if there could have been a serious wind as well. But yeah. a great
0: bendy great free kick. And yeah, Anyhow, th- that's going away from the point. Um, who else have gone forward? I mean, if you look at Man United. No, I I don't think Man United. Man uh, United, Burnley, no Everton, no, no. Huddersfield, Newcastle has had a Shakiri at the moment. Is probably Shaquiri's doing okay. A good player. West Brom and Leicester, Vardy and Marhas. Marhas is probably the only one between Sane and Mane who could get in there. I would put Sane ahead of Mane.
1: I would put them both of them ahead of Marhas just because of his little strike. And I'd go Sane ahead of Mane. Would you? Yeah. At the moment, I think Mane has not struggled, but I just. He just looks a bit, he like he leads a bit of love or a bit of confidence. It's just, just times when he's on the ball, it doesn't, he doesn't have a lot of answers. He stands still. Doesn't really take people on as much as the way he used it. Now, don't get me wrong. He still buries it because he's a good finisher. But he just, in my opinion, he's lacking a little bit of confidence at the minute. I don't know whether it's because the lads are getting the limelight or whatever. So I'd probably plummet Sani. Okay. Uh, right. Which is not too bad. It's not too heavy. One, two, three, Who'd four. Who'd win? Four. F- at the moment, I would go north. Okay. Because it's basically the north versus Spurs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that mightn't be a bad thing either. If it's our team. Now, if, if it's spread if you, around. If you, have, if you have a team that's gelled together, that might yeah. work.
1: So, uh, Look, it, it, listen, just to finish on that, Like the, the Champions League, the top four slots, it's it's getting interesting because there's only three spots up for grabs because City have theirs in the bag. Obviously, Arsenal are gone. So who do you reckon at the moment is going to follow between United, Spurs, City, or no, Chelsea and Liverpool?
0: ooh it's a tough one I, I haven't got they're great, all in a bit of form I have got
1: great fate in United at the moment yeah
0: because there's no real flair to them but Chelsea look rocky so I'll go
1: with Chelsea at the moment you'd probably have to go with Chelsea yeah. Spurs and Liverpool are definitely in a bit of good form yeah, yeah. you can't say it. the atmosphere around yeah. this club now, I think the atmosphere around Chelsea obviously quite. you've got the six-pointer next Saturday afternoon yeah literally up the road from each other it's us against the, the Manx next week yeah. Liverpool United so that's a massive game Liverpool win that but City and Chelsea this weekend well exactly and for Chelsea it's huge if yeah. they lose they're really going to be under pressure and the whole, and the press love cranking it up a notch so it's going to be interesting it's going to be fun <laughs> anyhow agree or not agree with our
0: teams that's totally Absolutely up to you send, no. send in yours if you, if you wish that's us Dave we're wrapping no up gooners. for another Good week luck. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week